So your group of friends has decided to go to tonight's concert and you've found a great deal online. The question then becomes how to pay for it. John Dunn, Vice President of Products at IR, is here to discuss some ways to make that process easier. John, what are some innovative ways to increase customer satisfaction in a scenario like that? You know, there definitely is room for improvement. And and my recent experiences, we're starting to see some. But this is one of those classic op- uh, situations where consumers need to make one transaction with the vendor. I'm going with a group of friends it's arranged seating, whether it's a, a, a musical concert or a sporting event, we want to sit together to enjoy it as, as a group. And the way the ticketing systems work, that, that needs to be a single transaction. Now, for a lot of people, it, it might not be an issue. You, you've got a friend who, you know, there's eight of you going and it's 150 bucks a, a ticket and one of your friends is going to front 1200 on his credit card and you will then turn up and give him cash. And then he's got to carry that around for a night and feel pretty nervous. But wouldn't it be great if when we're making that one transaction, we can split that payment between all the individuals involved? And I think that's that's one of the, the scenarios that we talk about in terms of people want to spend money and make transactions in a way that suits their needs, not the way that suits a ticketing system. So you say you've seen it a little bit uh, around. What, what, what are the remaining hurdles or is there a hesitancy? What's keeping it from being more widespread? Well, just very recently, actually, I had a, had an experience buying some concert tickets with friends, and there was the option to enter multiple credit card numbers. Now, that would that's going through an existing payments network today. That would be multiple payments taking place, and uh, you know, from a ticketing perspective, I guess that's one transaction on their end for that block of tickets that we were acquiring. But I start to wonder about, well, okay, what happens in in this situation if one of those card payments fails? What happens to my my block of transactions? And you don't want to end up in a situation where you're in that that half-pregnant phase. You don't don't know. You, you, You get together with some friends. You say, are you in or you're out? You know, yes, let's go. Someone might forget they've uh, drained their debit card for for some reason and uh, need to give you different card numbers to supply. You want to make sure that your transaction happens or your transaction doesn't and whether there's a uh, a failure in in one payment brings down all of them, um, you you just need good understanding of of where you stand in that situation because it's, it's typically an atomic decision. It's like, yes, we are going, no, we are not. And we definitely all want to sit together. We don't want to have, on, on the back side of this, we don't want to have four transactions of two tickets each. We want to have one transaction of eight tickets and make sure that no one gets there in between us. So how do we get there? You know, there's a number of options for, for how to get there. And, and the concert example is is uh, just, just one of my little favorites. But I think as we're evolving to the next generation payment platforms, you'll see the emerging standards around multi-party transactions. And there's there's already some standards in play, I know, in Australia that uh, involve this kind of capability. But it's where, from a financial standpoint, the transaction involves more than two people and it can also involve non-monetary things, such as I'm purchasing a car and the third party involved in that is the DMV that's going to be involved in the transaction to do the title transfer. At the moment, the funds change hands. 
So that's how we get there. When when do you think we get there? Well, it's a it's it's a big question on the when. You know, we're just seeing now North America jump on the EMV bandwagon, and that's really because the industry regulators have avoided the cost of change um, for some time until till fraud levels got to be unacceptable. And I think what's going to happen here is that the next wave of payments in in North America and Europe and Australia is going to be around real-time settlement. It's going to be about having data-rich transactions, and it's going to be about having multi-party, you know, non-monetary transactions as well. And that the, the thinking behind that is certainly underway, but the rollout to adoption is is some time off. And it's going to be a case of probably uh, the regulators mandating things like real-time settlement or near real-time settlement, they're going to drive that, that next wave of change. That's probably another five years out. Proactive Performance Management Solutions. Find out more at IR.com. <laughs>